0: On the Record with Gavin Riley, Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. It's been an explosive week in American politics with news of the indictment of Donald Trump and a lot of talk about what would happen if Trump were jailed as a result of the payoff to Stormy Daniels. Could he potentially end up running for president from behind bars? Well, if he did, he wouldn't be the first person to do so. A little remembered name today, Eugene V. Debs was once the most famous radical in the United States and during his lifetime he did have some interesting interactions with Ireland including some political alliances and tensions to boot and Donald Vannan is here to tell us all about them. Uh, Donald, who could have seen this week coming or or rather more pertinently who didn't?
1: Yeah, it's wheeled out a lot these days normally when we're talking about the next door neighbours but it always seems to be a good time (laughs) for Harold Wilson's observation doesn't it? A week Mm. is a long time in politics and look, the events of this week, on one level, they were very surprising, but also, I suppose, on another level, they weren't, you know, because they've been coming for a long, long time behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Political journalists have been talking about how this could happen, but I still don't think people thought it would happen. And look, they are historic events. I mean, the Wall Street Journal, they led with the the historic nature of what had happened. I mean, it's, it's worth reading the beginning of this report. A Manhattan Grand Jury's indictment of former President Donald Trump represents an extraordinary moment for America the first time a former US president has ever been charged with criminal wrongdoing other presidents have been impeached or left office in disgrace under the shadow of scandal or criminal suspicion mm. but none of the other men who previously occupied the nation's highest office ever found themselves in the legal jeopardy that now imperils Mr Trump I mean it's extraordinary extraordinary stuff well,
0: I always think it's very telling when you see those New York Times headlines and usually they're a sentence and if it's just two words if it's just Trump indicted That that, that it always carries a certain potency when they just spell oh, it yeah. out like
1: that. Oh, one word is major disaster and yeah. two words is mm-hmm. major revenge.
0: So one big question that we've already been teasing out with Paul Brandis is the, the concept of whether you could end up running for the presidency from behind bars. But what you're here to tell us about is the fact that that wouldn't be the first time that's ever happened.
1: Yeah, not alone could he do it. It has actually been done before. And, and the man we're talking about today, Eugene V. Debs, he might be the most famous American presidential candidate that no one today has heard of or at least no one (laughs) before no one before this week had heard of but in his day a, a, a serious name a name that meant a lot in American politics and who had kind of interesting interactions uh, with Irish radicals, as okay. we'll hear today, especially uh, James Connolly. So Trump is very, very fond of a burble, you know, and mm. He proclaimed back in 2020, a vote for any Democrat in 2020 is a vote for the rise of radical socialism and the destruction of the American dream. Now, there was oh. a time, and Joe Biden, is right. talking about yeah. but, like, There was a time when a self-professed socialist, our subject today, uh, polled about a million votes running for the office of the President of the United States. And he did it. Without a single campaign speech, uh, from a million bars. votes, a million a votes million from
0: behind votes. bars. Um, Deb's uh, not untypically for for presidential candidates to be fair of his era. Um, he came from a very privileged background, but he did walk away from it.
1: And also, not untypically for for a nineteenth-century socialist. You know, he say the same thing about Engels and Marx and so many that they, mm. they they tended to come from a more privileged section of society, people who could read about the world and think about the world. And this guy Deb's, he's born in the eighteen fifty-five in Indiana. I mean, father owns a textile mill very similar, actually, to Engels. And despite that, he kind of made his own way in life from a a young age. He kind of walked away from the fortune, uh, locomotive worker, actively involved in trade unionism from from a young age and very few people around him know just just what kind of wealth he comes from and when he's first imprisoned for for kind of trade union activities he begins this political journey i suppose and in his own words he says i began to read and think and dissect the anatomy of the system in which working men however organized could be shattered and battered and splintered at a single stroke and he kind of became the the leading light of this american socialist movement at a time when it seemed to be growing really quickly especially on the east coast because what did you have on the east coast you had German immigrants you had Polish immigrants you had Italian immigrants you had kind of European uh, political communities that were interested in in, in these ideas
0: mm. Even in the US Congress um, those ideas were found uh, at a time when you might think that there wasn't much toleration for that kind Which of Which is idea.
1: mad I mean there's a, there's a left of the Democratic Party in the US Congress today people like AOC and the like yeah. and we all know their names but they're, they're still members of the Democratic Party they're mm. still the, the left of the Democrats you know but back in the early 20s Century, the US Congress, you'd not one but you two elected members of the Socialist Party, which is just which
0: extraordinary. Is not, considering the way that that label gets bandied around now as some sort of slur that, mm. like, it was rather just being a legitimate social outlook, that they, they were a couple of active serving members yeah. who were elected
1: as members for the Socialist Party. We have one of the most diverse parliaments in, in the world because of the system that we use in Ireland, proportional representation. means yeah. people can sometimes end up in the doll, you know, from the likes of the Socialist Party. But this. This is the United States Congress. You know, it's one representative per area and two of them are there. And yeah, it's, it's a very forgotten moment in American party politics, isn't it? I mean, Soviet Russia hadn't happened yet. The tyranny of Stalin and all of that was far off on the horizon. Mm. So these were new ideas that people were interested in. And the Socialist Party pulls in really interesting people. Helen Keller, for example, uh, is a member of that party. She says, the majority of mankind are working people. So long as their fair demands, the ownership and control of their livelihoods are set at naught, we can have neither men's rights nor women's rights. And at the head of all of this is Eugene uh, V. Debs. So he would stand for election to the office of US President on five occasions. And those actually remarkably well. I mean, it captures the feeling of the moment, mm. at least among a section of American society. Well,
0: and also, as you said, remarkably well for someone who was behind bars uh, for some of that campaigning and still being able to garner a million votes in a society of its time. Um, there was all sorts of people in the melting pot of politics, but you mentioned Debs having some interactions with James Connolly. How's all that come about?
1: Yeah, Connollys are really interesting. He comes from Cowgate in Edinburgh, uh, a slum known with no affection whatsoever as Little Ireland. And his kind of own political fortunes, Connolly had been up and down, you know, in the years before he went to America. Uh, Connolly was kind of the very opposite of Eugene Eugene Debs was the leader of a powerful emerging party Mm. Connolly back in Ireland had been associated with very very small parties I mean he actually folded one political party in the snug of a pub on Thomas Street (laughs) which sounds like a good joke about the left doesn't it but it's actually true and Lorcan Collins the historian he says on the 29th of May 1896 in Ryan's pub on Thomas Street eight men disbanded the Dublin Socialist Club they must have been an interesting looking cabal, huddled together in the snug. The majority of them drinking lemonade as five of them, including Connolly, were teetotal. I mean, wow. this isn't exactly the leader of a mass movement in Ireland. Well,
0: evidently not. If the <laughs> entire membership could fit into <laughs> the snug. No.
1: for all the jokes, we still hear the jokes, you know, about how you can have your order in a phone box and all of that. I mean, in Connolly's case, that was literally true. But he finds himself in America at a, a kind of really crucial time. And Connolly throws himself into what's going on. Trade unionism, uh, a union called the Industrial Workers of the World, and this party. He's really interested in all of that. And they, they're kind of moving around the same circles. And Debs is really interested. Who is this Scottish-Irish hybrid, you know? And when Connolly's executed, he writes very movingly about it. He says, in the first outbreak between the Irish rebels and the British soldiers, Connolly was severely wounded. And it was while he was in a semi-unconscious state, as a result of his wounds, he was dragged forth to be shot. Limp and almost lifeless, this heroic comrade of ours was propped up against the dead wall and were trying... With glazed eyes to look his assassins in the face, the firing squad riddled his great heart with bullets. I mean, his great heart. It's just a very moving Mm. way uh, of writing about about Connolly.
0: And those are the words of Debs writing about Connolly. Um, A bit of a tangent, but Connolly's time in America is very well remembered. There's a few statues in a few of the cities along the
1: East Coast. Great statue in in, in Chicago. Beautiful bust up in Troy uh, in upstate New York. And by the way, upstate New York is hours from Manhattan. Yes, I made that yeah, mistake. I like I will just go up, and have a look at that, you know, bus. We will get, we'll get the bus up and back. No, you don't. That was a I mean, full day. You're yeah. almost in Canada when you yeah. get to, to Troy. Sarah was like, "Really? We're
0: going the whole <laughs> way upstate for this?" <laughs> but
1: you know, Madison Square Gardens. Weeks after the Rising, there's a there's a commemoration, kind of a meeting in support of James, and the poster is James Connolly tied to the chair in Camden oh. Jail. So people in New York remembered him, and I mean, what Debs himself lands in prison for. Uh, is his opposition to the First World War, the introduction of conscription into America. Connolly had actually denounced the First World War in Ireland. We were in it a lot quicker than they were, by the way. You know, America went into two world wars very late in the day, yes. if I do say so myself. Yes. Whereas we as a nominal
0: part of, of the UK or of Great Britain and Ireland, we were participants long before they ever were. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And you know, Debs has this line, he says, the working class have never yet had a voice in declaring war. If war is right, let it be decided by the people, you who have your lives to lose. I'm at wartime legislation, the draft. Mm. That's the kind of speech that lands a man in prison. And look, the Washington Post front page, they nailed him to the mast as if he wasn't already going to jail. But the front page says... Debs invites arrest. In other words, you know what yes. you said is putting yeah. you behind bars.
0: I'm going to break the fourth wall for a second and go. Either. Donald Fallon has been working on the station for nearly ten years now, and I think that was the first time that we've ever managed to capture him on microphone having to slurp from his mug of tea. And I'm del-
1: <laughs> delighted that we finally this show it. is sponsored yeah. by Barry's.
0: Or now they're like our oh, Donald's having a sup right I, I better go on and an ad lib for a moment while I'm reading the the, the, the intro to the next question. But I'm, I'm glad we finally got it in there. That just gives people a sense of, of what Donald is like. He's here with his. He's
1: mug- not an AI generated no, story. He's,
0: he, he's here with he's here with a mugish gold while he's telling. About the wonders of the world. Um, so um, Eugene Debs, how well does he do? So he says that he ran five times, including one time where he was behind bars. How does he make much of an impact
1: overall in those elections? He has six runs at election, and on one occasion he posts six percent of the vote, which is That's decent, pretty good. And that, yeah. that was a weird election. Uh, Woodrow Wilson won; he was a Democrat. Second place went to Roosevelt who was progressive. There'd been a split in the Republican Party. Okay. Imagine that. Mm. You know, Speaking of things that might happen again. Uh, and the Republicans came third. William Howard Taft. But you know, Debs took just under a million votes which is No small achievement for a a man behind bars. And the election badges and the stickers, rather than saying, vote for Debs, Mm. they always said, you know, vote for prisoner number, whatever it was, 7542. Ah. So it was very, very clever uh, in that
0: sense. Um, In the end, though, um, which is kind of borne testament to the fact that many people won't have heard about him, um, America very much moved away from him. And it's only now in the, the novelty of what's going on that people might hear his name for the first time.
1: By the time Eugene V. Debs died in 1926, Stalin was in power. Uh, in Russia and you know that that was the end of that really and a whole load of places it was it was the end of it here too you know for people like Larkin that was the end of trying to convince people. That socialism was, was worth their time. So yeah, by the time you know Debs dies, he's a, he's a fringe figure and there was definitely no likelihood of a million people at the ballot box <laughs> voting for someone like Debs again. But I mean, he, he faded into something of an obscurity with time, uh, a little bit like the Prime Minister who we talked about a few weeks ago in Britain, You know, the shortest serving Prime yeah. Minister in British history before Liz Truss. <laughs> so Debs is one of those names that now comes back because of contemporary politics. Uh, I think we'll hear a lot more about him uh, in the years ahead. Should anyone else stand for the office of US President from behind bars? And
0: we will see maybe in the coming weeks and months whether that is a modern day reality Donald Fallon is the presenter of the Three Castles Burning podcast about the history of Dublin and he's the author of the book of the same name Three Castles Burning A History of Dublin in 12 Streets the Easton's Book of the Year for 2022 available in all good bookshops now On the Record with Gavin
1: Riley Sunday morning at 11 Brought to you by PwC Great minds think unalike Different skill sets diverse opinions It all adds
0: up to the new equation
1: on News Talk.